0: reading from Matthew 27, verses 45 through 49. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness all over the land, until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, leme sebachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders, hearing it, said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In all the words that have ever been spoken throughout human history, In every language, culture, context, for every purpose, logic, and emotion, none have been more astounding or horrific than these. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We see in this moment, from the lips of Jesus, a picture of deep anguish and despair. God is abandoned by God. The unity of the Trinity seems to be broken in a moment. The Lord Jesus, who is God from all eternity, he experiences forsakenness, separation, as if his very soul is ripped in two. This moment was so powerful in its horror that the gospel writers have to record it as they heard it in the original Aramaic. Eli, Eli, leme sebecthani. So we normally hear the words of Jesus through translations, first into Greek and then into English. But here, we're hearing the words as they came out of Jesus' mouth. And there was something about this moment that the writer said could not be translated. Matthew, the gospel writer, brings us right into the story, right into Jesus' very real suffering and the anguish he experienced on the cross with this horrific cry. And it's just worth us pausing here to remember that our God really did suffer for us. Not just the most excruciating physical pain and torture that a human can experience, but added to that is the deepest agony of the soul and the crushing despair of his spirit. A deeper spiritual, emotional, and mental pain than any of us can begin to comprehend. So before anything else, before any pontificating or theologizing, let's just sit with that and remember that he really did suffer for your sake. But there's also a multi-layered mystery to this cry of dereliction, as it's sometimes called. and I want to explore just two points that we can draw out of this for the Lord to teach us. The first is this sense of forsakenness that Jesus experiences here, why it is that God feels forsaken by God. Jesus is the Lord who is reigned for all of eternity from before time, but in taking on the sin of the whole world, and experiencing the suffering of a torturous death, Jesus experiences the very real separation that sin creates between us and God. And in that moment, I think Jesus experiences the reality of the torment of hell, which is ultimate separation from God. So sin is separation from God, and hell is that ultimate and final separation from God. And so in taking on himself the sins of the whole world, Jesus went through what we should go through. What many will go through, the reality of hell itself which is reserved for those who have become so consumed by sin that they reject God. God himself took on your sin, took on your forsakenness and your separation so that you might be reconciled to God, that you might come into a loving relationship with him. And in that relationship, you will never ever have to know that forsakenness that Jesus did because he bore it for you. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that he became sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus took on our sin, your sin, so completely, so fully that it separated him from God, temporarily broke the perfect communion he had with God the Father and God the Spirit. And he experienced the forsakenness, the hell That you were supposed to. The second profound layer of this cry is that Jesus is actually praying Scripture in this moment. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? is a quote from Psalm 22, verse 1. Now, Psalm 22 is a messianic psalm that prefigures the suffering of the Messiah and the victory of God that will come through it. So even while his pain and his agony are very real, Jesus in this moment is demonstrating his faithfulness to God, his father, and the purpose for why he's there. He knows what he's there for, you and your salvation, and he is faithful to the end. So scripture becomes a vehicle through which Jesus expresses his deep pain, but also his enduring faithfulness. And Psalm 22, it's worth noting, is this messianic psalm that ends on a note of victory. Verses 27 through 31 of that psalm declare that the ends of the earth shall turn to the Lord and all will bow down and proclaim his deliverance. So certainly Jesus had this in mind as he cries out this prayer quoting this psalm, which would have been well known to him and any Jewish listener. He knows that through his agony, the agony he's experiencing on the cross, through it will come the victory of God and the salvation of the world. So we can hopefully begin to see how Scripture... For the Lord Jesus himself is not only a means by which he can pray and express the deepest parts of his soul, but also that which grounds him in hope and purpose. The word of God, Jesus, speaks the word of God, scripture, as a way to connect emotionally and spiritually with the Father, and as a hope that is an anchor for his soul, even in the depths of despair." And scripture can do the same for us. Jesus gives us here an example of how to pray the words of scripture in every situation, from the highest joys to the deepest despair. Scripture, especially the Psalms, contains all that we need to fully and faithfully express every emotion, every experience to the Lord our God. And Jesus shows us how to do that and encourages us to do that. Because in him we see that suffering is not contrary to faith. Even despair is not contrary to faith. The Christian is not expected to just be happy and smiling at all times. But the Christian is expected to give every experience and every emotion, no matter how brutal and raw, over to the Lord. And we are free to do this. And at times being brutally honest and raw with God in our pain and our struggles. We're free to do that because he has taken our forsakenness away. He has bore that price for us and we are never, ever without hope. We are never, ever alone. He's been to the depths of human pain and he is with you in yours. Thanks be to God.